Yes. Welcome back to the Mate How Good Was podcast with me, Josh. And me, Lewis. That wasn't as enthusiastic as last week, that one. Do, you want do to it start again? again. Yeah, do it again. Yes. <laughs> there he is. Welcome back to the Mate How Good Was podcast. Right, with it's not a game show. Me, Josh, and him, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're about to push a shopping trolley around. <laughs> <laughs> Dale Winter. Oh, no. Actually, no. R.I.P. Dale. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I love how instant that you stopped that. Fuck, I was trying to think of an actual game show, of like a game show host that I think of, and, all, and all of them are dead. Bruce, dead. Dale Winton, dead. Is Barrymore dead? Uh, no, I was, th- I was thinking of Terry Wogan. I know Terry Wogan's on the radio, but... Terry Wogan is dead. Yeah, did Terry, dead. I don't think Terry Wogan ever did a game show. I feel like he should have done a game show. Um, yeah, Bruce Forsyth's 100% dead. Oh yeah, he's long gone. Yeah. To be fair to Bruce Forsyth, long career. Yeah, what a career. He d- He did... He did bits. To Mate, be fair. how good was Bruce Forsyth? <laughs> Shall we do a special? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> Bruce Forsyth just doing Rabonas <laughs> on the Price is Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what what a, what a career! That, that, if yeah. we had to go, if you had to go through his tale of the tape, that would take about four and a half hours. So, oh, mate, since like the 1940s, I swear, yeah, I swear to God, he was in he was in the show business. Yeah, he was dancing with Vera Lynn at the beginning. Why the fuck are we talking about Bruce <laughs> Forsyth? Hello, everyone. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. It's great to see you all, even though we can't see you. No, um, you don't want to see us because. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this would come up. Lewis's head to toe in lycra, and I just look like a fucking slob. So, um, can we just make something very clear? It's not like lycra. Like I, I don't wear this as a personal sort of choice. Horny young man. But it is a person. <laughs> is a personal choice. I cycled to Josh's today. Yeah. Um, which is yeah, whatever. But well, I get yourself up, burn those calories, earn a day, mate. I like that. Well, yeah, it didn't bring a change of clothes, um, so he's just gonna have to live with it. Right, fucking pongs in here as well. Nice little purple number. Um, I'm just gonna, well, just because we're just getting so international, massive. We're now into eleven countries. No, we're now into yeah, we are into eleven countries. I can't think. I think it was. I think did I say Romania before? I can't remember. No, I don't think. R- I don't R- think Romania has Romania, been added to the list. So shout out the Romanians. That'd be that'd be the Tate brothers. No. <laughs> The what? The Tate brothers. Who are they? That bald... Oh, no. I don't want to say he's bald, idiot because he's well hard. Oh, the, the yeah, one yeah. that's like, I'm fucking blah, 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 and you should treat women like blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah. Like dickhead. Weird dickheads. Weirdest accent of all time. Beat me up, dumbass. I don't care. You're a dickhead. Um, he's well hard. <laughs> and, and he beat the fuck out of me, but I don't care. That doesn't mean he's not a dickhead. Do you reckon me and you together would have... Would 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 get a few in on him? What is in like combined like Power Rangers? Is in when they make that <laughs> that thing? <laughs> what the Megatron? Yeah, the Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> me and you just make me, me and you just make two legs and we can just boot him. Uh, no, it's morphing time. I actually think he would cave my skull into death. Yeah. So, but you, that doesn't mean he's. No, he's a dickhead. Like, well, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I've said it a thousand times, mate. Beat me up all you want, you're a dick. Um, right. To anyway, back to because if you're listening to this now, you're probably thinking this definitely. This is I thought this is a football podcast. Yeah, um, we've literally yeah. spoken about Bruce Forsyth and getting beaten up by Andrew. <laughs> T- <laughs> um, if you haven't listened to us before, welcome. welcome yes, welcome to the Winner Circle. Winner Circle, bit strong. Welcome um, to the circle. It's a circle. Yeah, welcome along. Basically, me and Josh take a little bit of time out of our week um, to sort of, and like we we say it like we do it. Um, like it's a thing we don't normally do. Basically, me and Josh do this twenty four seven. We literally talk about football, footballers, football boots, football shirts, football. 
uh, football boots, the, the football shirt, uh, uh, football. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about football 24-7, and what we decided to do was just like, why don't we just record an hour or so of our conversations about old footballers? Um, and here we are. And here we are, mate, international. We've got a bit of a crackerjacker today. I say that every week because we're, we're not going to talk about shit players, really, are we? We're not talking about the Czech. <laughs> <We're not> ta- <laughs> oh, actually, no, we would talk about Czechs. He's pretty good. Yeah. We're not going to talk about you, League One Wes, although I love you. And I wish League you came back to Swindon, but I love you. But we're not going to talk about you. No. Um, but before we get on to that, me and Josh like to talk a little bit about the week in football now. Obviously, he's in international break. Um, what are your feelings on international break, Josh? Fucking hate it. Yeah, yeah so yeah. do I. Fucking hate it so much. I, I absolutely love England in tournaments. Uh, but I, I think England in tournaments is actually my would be my favourite. But we're in a tournament. Yeah, no, no, but yeah, but nation leagues doesn't count. I think if when we're in proper tournaments, that's my favourite time for football. I think more so than club football. Genuinely, I absolutely love it. But when we're when we're playing friendlies and stuff, it's no no good ever comes from it. Like I, I very rarely come away no. from a friendly feeling good. I, if we beat Italy on Friday, it would have been like, yeah, but it's only a friendly. And it's like, well, we're we nations lo- league, we, but we lost, and now it's fucking meltdown. Right. And this is oh, right. I'm, gl- I'm glad we we got onto this so quickly. Right, so many people sack Southgate. Are you serious? Fucking idiot. Are you serious? We've got one game until the World Cup. We've got one more international game until the World Cup. W- you want to sack our manager? And they have one week to work until the World Cup. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, super smashing, great, great idea. It fucking winds me up. I I, I do think there's logic if we if we go and have a shit World Cup that he could go. I I that that makes full sense to me because the. I think it's. I think the 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 frustration is it's a mixed bag, isn't it? Because we've done so well, got to a Euros final, got to a World Cup semi final. We haven't done it in so long. But when you reflect back and look at those sides, we should have won both of them. And I think that's where the frustration comes: is that we could have gone one step more. But Southgate's the one that's taken us there. So I I, I do get it. I, he deserves time. He's done. He's done a brilliant job. I was listening to someone on Talksport the other day, and they were like, someone was like, he's our second best ever manager, which. I think you have to agree with just based off what he's done. But someone was like, hey, what's he ever won? What's he ever won? He was nowhere near as good as Terry Venables. And I thought, what the fuck did Terry Venables ever win? Do you know what I mean? It's oh, it's just that nostalgia thing, isn't it? Yeah, but it also is. what does me in about, I don't know, getting a bit political here. I think it's just a sense of entitlement upon, like, amongst England. Right, we've got really good players. Yeah, brilliant. It's all been good having really good players. They've got to turn up and play, and they've got to be really, really good. Now, I'm really sorry, but <coughs> you know, if we've got if we've got a manager that's got all, I, it doesn't matter what manager you are. If you've got that talent pool, they should be performing and they should be playing. I don't think it was the manager's fault that we lost to Italy the other night. Yeah, yeah. There are there are aspects that I don't I don't like, but I get the three at the back. I don't like the three at the back, but I but I understand that we are. We are strong. We've got now. We've got. I mean, Bellingham. I absolutely. He's unbelievable. I absolutely yeah, love him. he's unbelievable. How old is he? 18, 19? 19. That's ridiculous. So we, we Im, now we've got him and Rice as a now him and Rice could play as a midfield two together. You're like, yeah, that looks good. That it's looks a little strong. bit more dynamic than Rice yeah. Phillips, isn't it? Phillips, yeah. And again, Phillips coming in. I think Phillips is quality. Henderson and Rice doesn't look like it works, but again, they're both good players. Going forward, we've got absolutely loads going forward, but at the back, we've just not. There's there's no one I look at, and well, the, I suppose the the right back situation is obviously is what it is, and it, he clearly doesn't fancy Trent. But I also kind of Trent should definitely go to the World Cup because Trent is a top top player. But I understand why he doesn't play him because he just doesn't trust our other two centre backs. 
I don't think it's that he doesn't trust the other two centre-backs. I think he... Right, so... This is the different way that you that we look at it to, to league football. The way you might set up a league team will be completely different to the way you might set up a tournament team. So he's setting up a tournament team. And traditionally, teams that have done really, really well in tournaments are teams that are hard to beat. So yeah. I think he's trying to be a little bit more pragmatic about it. And he's trying to see things like, mate, obviously, we've got all the attacking talent in the world. But all it takes yeah, is for those people to not fire or just miss a few silly chances. And then we leave ourselves open to, you know, to counterattacks and things like that. And I think what he's trying to do is he's just trying to build a team that has quality going forward, can nick one or two goals. And he's never going to set that team up to try and blow teams away. No, you're right. And I think we've done really, really well in tournaments using that roadmap. Yeah. And I think we got, uh, I say unlucky against, look, Italy beat us well and truly in the final, I think. I think we looked good for the fir- in the Euro final I'm talking about. We, we should have pushed on. I, st- I still think once we went, one, once, as soon, when it got to about the 50th minute and we started sitting, I thought, no, no. Not yeah, but now. we didn't play like that for the whole tournament. But with the first, but we were blowing them away at the beginning. They were blowing them away, and I thought Luke Shaw's finish was good. Yeah, as Luke well. Shaw's. We scored within three minutes, and I thought we, we could, we should have took him to the sword a little bit then, and we didn't. And the thing is, is that if we took him to the sword, and then we lost, if we tried to take him to the sword, and we lost three one. Everyone's going Southgate fucking useless. Then if we, but if we held out for a one nil, Southgate's an absolute genius. What he does, it's a lose lose and a win win, I suppose. Well, no, not a win win. It's definitely a lose lose. And then the penalty situation just, it's it, it seems weird. In, again, it seems weird in hindsight. I think Rashford made sense to me. Bringing Rashford on made sense to me because Rashford was clinical at that point of penalties. He, he was he was top. He's he a good penalty taker. He's a great penalty taker. But I think Saka and Sancho just felt a bit. Both felt a bit. It's weird. a lot to put on the young lads, and isn't they're it? So young. It's a lot to put on the lung, uh, on the young lads. But again, penalties are a lottery. Yeah. They and it, and it really, really is a lottery. It could have quite easily gone the other way. Yeah. And I think. You know, I think if if anything went in Italy's favour, they just had a little bit more experience than we did. Yeah, agreed. I- in that situation, I also think as well, like if we could, if if we could get rid, if we got rid of Southgate, the for me, the dream manager is someone that's never ever ever going to take it. Is Tuchel? It will never ever ever happen. But we need to find an English equivalent. We need to find Thomas Turner to come in and take over Tuchel because <laughs> we just. And I say this from a proper, simple-minded approach is that. Uh, a World Cup tournament similar to to a, to a domestic cup, and he won the Champions League. He got to the final of the FA Cup, got to the final of the League Cup last season. He knows how to. He he plays. Yeah. He can play a back three. Plays pragmatic, but he's better. He's better. He's a, he's obviously a better coach than Southgate is. But I also think, in the same sense, he's got a little bit more pedigree. About I do. Him, hasn't I he? do yeah. think that when you look up over our lifetime, any non-English manager that's come in and taken it hasn't done a good job. And I'm not saying that that. Is that is the be all and end all because Tuchel's obviously lived there for a time. He wants to stay in London, so he obviously gets it. It's not like he's coming into mm. a culture that he doesn't know. But I just don't. I don't know. I, if we could find Thomas Turner, the, the English equivalent of Thomas Tuchel, that's who I want. Well, Fabio Capello was supposed to be the like our, our next greatest hope, wasn't he? Dog shit. Yeah, absolutely dog shit. One hundred percent. One more thing, just before we go, as well, just for the updates for the fans. Before we go, just <laughs> with ten minutes in, what is that? It? You've had enough want to go home <laughs> <laughs> um before we go into who we're going to talk about i think we need to talk about the real big football of the weekend my saturday side yeah two nil loss two nil loss to start the season uh own goal from me it was um 
Corner comes in, and it was an absolute. It was it was it was off my big rikishi belly, straight past the keeper. And I'm not joking. Honestly, I reckon they got clocked at like 170 miles an hour going past the keeper. This lad's hit some corner, and it's literally smacked off my stomach, straight in. Finish that. Tell um, why don't you tell the folks at home about the um the striker that absolutely had you in his pockets for the Mate, entire game? Big striker, if you're listening to this, hello. He was a, he was actually a, he was a good bloke. I liked him. He was a, he was a good lad. He he was moaning a lot, but he was he was really nice about everything. But he was he was honestly like the, he was like a kebab spinner that you see <laughs> in the shop. He was he, imagine punching a kebab spinner and what that would feel like. That what it was. That's what it was like marking him. He was fucking massive. The old elephant's leg, mate. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I I said I when I come off the pitch, I said to our manager afterwards, I said I'm injured next time we're playing them. No chance. I don't want to do that again. I've never felt so emasculated. And fuck, he was he was bouncing me off left to right. There's one point where we were going in for a 50-50 with each other, and I'm in the back of my head like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> and he he, I honestly reckon he sent me back to about 2007 when he knocked me over. But the ref gave free kick our way because I think he just felt a little bit sorry for me. Mate, to be fair, um, sometimes the ref's got to do what the ref's got to do and just say, do you know what? <laughs> just cut him a bit of slack. He's only little, isn't he? The ref also had Velcro shoes on. So Sorry, what? He had Velcros on. What do you mean he had Velcros <laughs> on? He, had <laughs> he was in full ref skit. He had his black. He had his. He had his like like the black long football. Yeah, his blacks on. Yeah, yeah he had his black long football socks. <laughs> they look like they've been look like they've been washed about thirty thousand times. They're honest. They honestly. Oh. They honestly must be from the sixties. And he had Velcro shoes on. <laughs> not, like, not, not not like not, not like Clarks, but as in like he had like. They were in between Clarks and trainers. Well, they studs. I, <laughs> no, just trainers. When he came round to a corner once, one of our players went off injured. I went and pulled run undone one of his Velcros. <laughs> oh, my God. I felt a bit tight afterwards. But fuck Velcro it, shoes? Yeah, man. Right, I don't want to talk about Velcro shoes anymore because... Ooh, now we're into the big stuff. The bit I've been fucking waiting for. I could not be any more excited. This is the most... Borderline unbearable. This is the most excited I've ever seen Josh um, about a player that we're going to talk about. Um, and I don't want to say I feel the opposite, but I don't feel as strongly as Josh does about this player. Um, so he's... He's taking a sip of water. I think he's getting ready. I'm actually going to hand it over to Josh to announce who are we talking about. So, Josh, can you tell the people at home who we're going to be looking at today? Yes, mate. How good was Jose Maria Gutierrez Hernandez, better known as Guti? Guti, 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 Guti. What a player i absolutely i well if you've seen our social media you've seen that someone me has said i we one of us absolutely loves him to pieces and i can promise you that is me he is everything i want to be in a man he's everything i want to be i guess i like him he's a player that's hard not to like i think he's a player that's hard not to like but i I find him a hard player to love. Oh, how about that? Yeah, fair. But the I had yeah, but I'm the pole. We we've spoken about this before. My I think my favourite type of players, and I spoke about this on the Raquel May pod, are geniuses that are half-assed. And you know from the other podcasts that 
mine and Josh's favourite type of footballer kind of differs. I like someone who's going to get their hands dirty. I like a bit of a warrior. A Brexit means Brexit ball. No, not like I still like him to tackling, be, kicking. I still like him to be like cultured and like and good and skillful and good at football. Like one of my favourite players of all time, and he probably comes up a little bit, and this is later. Is Clarence one of my favourite players of all time? Is Clarence Seedorf. He's an he's an animal. Absolute. We've spoken about his left foot or right foot or probably both feet. Fuck me. He's an absolute animal, but he's also really good on the ball. But we're not talking about Clarence Seidel today. We might talk about him a little bit later. We are talking about Guti. Oh, um, yes. I was about to say one club man, but not really one club man. No, almost a one club man. He spent pretty much his whole career at Madrid. Uh, he had a very short stint at Besiktas. I mean, do, do you want to give us the tail of the tape? I think it is time, Josh, for yeah, the tail of yeah, the tape. I think and, I w- and then we'll talk about him a bit more afterwards. Let me be frank. As much as he's not my favourite player in the world, this guy has won it all. Yeah, he has. He has won it all. It is, at club level anyway, it is insane. Right. Are you ready, Josh? Because this, this is bloody long. Bloody long. <laughs> this is bloody this long. This is bloody long. This Sound is. like a right geek. Tight. No, but we're not geeks. We talk about football. We're fucking jocks. I was say it. We're fucking jocks? Yeah, jocks, dude. <laughs> we're fucking jocks. We let those geeks know what it's about. Frat party! <laughs> Surf's up! What the... I don't know. I don't quite know how to respond to that. Just don't, and we'll just forget it happened. Tail of the tape, please, Lewis. Tail of the tape. Right. You're going to be... Co- oh, right. He's drinking his water. All right. He's going to need a piss in a second. Right. Real Madrid. Where he won... The major- well, pretty much all of all of the all of the trophies, both individual and at club level. So La Liga, you ready, Josh? Yes. Ninety six, ninety seven, won it. Two thousand, two thousand one, won it. Two thousand two, two thousand three, won it. Two thousand six, two thousand seven, won it. Then won it again the next year, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. So one, two, three, four, five La Liga titles. Five La Liga titles. Vamos. How? I think he was at Madrid for about 10 years. Oh, I think he's longer than that. Um, I think he's He made his debut for the sen- yeah, no, for the senior team. He made his debut for the senior team in 95, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he was there until 2010, mate. 15, 15 years. years. Yeah, Jesus. Well, you need to fuck it. Look, I apologize. I apologize to all the geeks that listen to this, but us jocks don't like to do research, right? We're too busy partying and doing fucking body shots off each other. So um, I've well, literally never once done that. <laughs> no, me neither. But also, <laughs> that might be why with all of our information might not be correct. But right. Well, 15 years. So one third of his time spent at Real Madrid, he spent it there as a champion. Vamos. Let that sink in. 33.333 recurring percent of the time. Sunk. Right. Supercopa de España. Now, we turn our nose up at this every single podcast. We, we hold on, hold on. Let's not have a we turn our nose up Have they just this. scrapped it? I don't know. I think they've scrapped, and I think Italy have scrapped theirs as well. Their domestic no. cup. I think they have. Supercopa de España isn't a domestic cup, though, is it? Supercopa de España is like the, um, is like the charity shield. It's the equivalent of the charity shield. I'm pretty convinced. Yeah, you yeah. sure? Yeah, it's the winner of the league and the winner of the Spanish league, and it's, uh, and it's a tournament. Yeah, 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 they yeah. haven't scrapped it. Then Supercopa, they've changed it to a tournament because PK's company are the one that owns it now. Right. No, PK's got that thing, and they yeah. did it in like Dubai, and it's it's weird. It was last year. It was weird. They did it as a tournament because it ran over two years. So they had the two winners of the league and the two winners of the cup. But I can't remember. I can't remember if Sociedad, Sociedad won it twice or they won it once. But they had it as like a tournament style. Right. Thing. But 
It's Regard- regardless, regardless, I, I do, and I have to put my hands up here. I do turn my nose up at it a little yes, bit. Yes, you do. Um, but he has won it uh, four times, 97, 2001, 2003, 2008, so much later into his Madrid career. Still winning. Blow up. Right, big one. The big one. These are the champions. <laughs> oh, God, that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was written by an Englishman. Yeah, and it's also... It's it's not just... I thought it was like Latin or some nonsense. No, it's four different languages. Yeah, because at the end it says des grandes équipes, which is French for the big teams. Yeah, the big teams are the best teams. Something like that, isn't it? No, it just means the big teams. No, it means the best teams. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's also... um, it's also not entirely original. It's based off a it's based off a piece of music called Zadok the Priest. Wow. Yeah. I'm actually really glad you told me that. Non sarcastically, I love stuff like that. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Yeah, it's based off a piece of music called Zadok the Priest. Um I think it might I think it might have been Handel that composed that. I probably am wrong there. My classical music knowledge is shocking. And, but who, and also who gives a shit? It happened ages ago. Just listen to some rap like a jock like us. Who gives a shit, especially when Gooty's won three Champions Leagues? Oh. Three Champions Leagues. Imagine not rating him. Turn that noise Gucci. straight in. What? I didn't say I didn't rate him. I'm not saying you. I'm just no, saying anyone who did yeah, it. Yeah, but that was directed. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't rate him. I said I just didn't like him as much as you like him. <laughs> What? Right. Uh, sorry, sir. <laughs> Give me a fucking telling <laughs> off over there. No, 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 no. Right. I'm just going to bring you back to actually what happened here. Okay. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't rate him. I said that I didn't like him as much as you. I don't know why you've turned into... I, like, yeah, uh, German. <laughs> no, I did not say as you did not rate him. No, I, the, oh, that bold comedian. That's what you said. I sounded like that. And I can't think of his name. It's, oh, With the beard. Know. I know the guy you mean. Looks Looks a little bit like... I was going to say Dom Littlewood. He <laughs> <laughs> looks nothing like Dom Littlewood. <laughs> just every bold person. <laughs> he just he looks a bit like Rev Run. <laughs> Three Champions Leagues. Yeah, massive. 97-98. Boom. Winner. 99-2000. Boom. Winner. Goal. 2001-2002. Obviously, final. Leverkusen. Zidane. Volley. Thanks for coming. That Leverkusen story, I read it in Mundial once. It's well, I, I've actually, I, I can lend it to you after this. It's honestly so interesting. That yeah, their season is so interesting. Okay, yeah. I'd be interested to read about that. Yeah, yeah. and well, you'll lend it to me, but I will never read it. No, no. Um, you wait for Super Cup. Uh, the same year, though, obviously won the Champions League two thousand two. Um, Intercontinental Cup. I don't even know what that is. I don't really it, know what like, that like is. I've either. heard, like I know what it is because I've heard of it, but I couldn't actively go. Ah, this is how the inter- it's like the Intertoto Cup. Anglo-Italian Cup. I know what they are. I is don't know how they work. I don't know. Do, do, do they go and play then South American teams, maybe? don't know. That sounds like the Club World Cup, though. It does sound a bit... Yeah, it does sound a bit like the Club World Cup. Do you know what? If you know what the Inter- Intercontinental Cup is and you want to tell us what it is, like, please can you get in touch and let us know because we just don't know. And I'm not going to Google it. Like he I'll has say, won it, though, twice. Oh, it's a massive competition. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 98 and 2002, he's won that. Then we fast forward. Vishiktas. Give me your best Turkish accent. Hushgilding. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad because I've. My family Turkish. Yeah, we've gone for... Got, yeah. Uh, what does Gashelvi mean? Is that welcome or hot? Hashgeldin means welcome. <laughs> what, what's hot again? I think I'm pretty sure. No, I don't want to say it because <laughs> I think it's wrong. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say, say it. Don't say it. Um, right, fast forward to Besiktas. When I when I see these years, I don't know if you feel about this as well. When I see the years 2010, 2011, I think, oh yeah, like last year. Yeah, 
I remember being a. I don't know why I sound like gigs then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that does feel like that. Not that long ago. And I remember. I remember watching him at Besiktas. I remember seeing. Not that I put on Turkish. It's not that I put. I'm not going to lie and say I watch Turkish football. He's in the Champions League at some point. And I remember being like, "Gooey's at Besiktas." Um, and yeah, it probably feels like yesterday. Yeah, it does feel like, like yesterday. Like two th- thousand and eleven. Like what was going on in two thousand and eleven? Uh, Gooty was at Besiktas. Justin Bieber was probably releasing Baby. 2009, that was. Uh, um, Not uh, far away. No, nah, 50 Cent was probably releasing AO Technology. Yes, yeah, that sounds about right. All right. Um, but he did win the Turkish Cup. Yeah. Aptly um, named Cup in Turkey. <laughs> um, 2010, 2011, he won that. <sighs> Spain didn't really. I don't know. I think, and we'll go, we'll come across this a little yeah. bit later on in the pod. There is an element of me that feels quite sorry for Guti. Yeah, actually, and Same. I think if what had happened to him happened to me in my footballing career, I would probably have a similar attitude. A bit bitter. Yeah, I'd, I'd bit probably bitter. have a similar attitude. Um, so didn't really do anything for Spain or uh, win anything for the Spa- win anything with the Spanish national team nothing um and he's only really got two i would say semi notable individual accolades as well go on then um so Copa del Rey top goal scorer yeah in 2001 2002 that's good which actually for not necessarily well he started life out as a striker and we'll talk about that in a yeah. little bit um but for someone who was more of a you know midfielder really Mm. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, La Liga top assister, 2007-2008. How many? I don't know. <laughs> I think I've got the number somewhere. I, re- I I'm gonna guess. Somewhere. I'm gonna guess at. I reckon. I reckon. Fourteen. Yeah, it is. No, it's yeah, not. It is. Yeah, it's. Oh 14. yes. Well done. Um, right. Should we actually start talking about him? Let's talk about him because he has had a pretty interesting career. Now I'm. T- I'm um, Josh. You just. Uh, you me just to, I'll, I'll start. I'll start. You it just off. fucking go off. for yeah, it because you, I'll start it off. So you love him so much. I do love him so much, and I think that, like Lewis was saying, a common theme about his whole career is that he is so talented. He is so so talented, and it happens so often in his career. And we will talk about other ones at a later point where someone has sort of said, like, "Yeah, he's the one. He is the player I want to build my team around. He is the one that I want everything to come through." And he's just, and and then the the common response afterwards is he's just a bit too lethargic. And I think Guti actually grew up a Barcelona fan. He was a boyhood Barcelona fan. Never supported Real Madrid, but he was at, he was at Real Madrid from a very very young age. He was came through all of the youth system, and when he was at Real Madrid, uh, Ramon Cal- Calderon. Oh, I'm, butch- I, I, I'm a sp- Spanish speaker. I've absolutely butchered that. Ramon Calderon said he, he called him. <laughs> <laughs> that, I butchered it even you more. You sounded like the bad guy in Resident Evil 4. <laughs> <laughs> what are you buying? <laughs> what are you selling? Go over here, stranger. <laughs> Hello, stranger. <laughs> um, anyway, back to So Ramon Calderon and Lo Siento Misa Españoles. But um, he, he called him the eternal promise. When he came through at Real Madrid, he called him the eternal promise. So I think if you're looking at someone and thinking, right, hmm, how should I put a little bit of pressure on this lad? The eternal promise is probably as That's deep as you can go. Deep. That is a and fucking isn't it? lot, yeah. isn't it? And he he started his career. Um, he started his career as a striker, as you said earlier. Yeah. And he sort of spent his career being a bit of a 
like a gap fill. I don't want to say like a like a square peg in a round hole, but he he was a bit he was a jack of all trades, wouldn't he? He could do it all. To be fair, yeah, he could. He could, and I think where he gets unlucky is that you know he just comes across players in his career that just do whatever position he's playing a little bit better than him. Yeah, which is quite harsh because it doesn't really say an awful lot. It says a lot about him, but not an awful lot about him. It basically means that he was really, really good across a lot of the front line. But the people that he came across in his career, who we'll talk about a little bit later, were just a level above. And I, and I, like, I think rather than talking about later, let's talk about it now, I think, right? So okay, he, yeah. So, he, so w- w- I know that some people like it to go chronologically, but let's just highlight this issue as a thing. So he, it is so, an issue, yeah. So... He is extremely good, but these players coming in to replace him, and you'd think that right. If well, if he's if he's extremely good, if he's the eternal promise, yeah, Josh. he must be better than these players, right? But these are the players that were brought in in positions that he got replaced in, and he actually said this in an interview. He said, "I was pl- he played one season up front, um, and he scored. I think he was eighteen goals in that season when he played up front, and that was in two thousand, which is a really good return. And then they bought Ronaldo, like no, real, so that was real Ronaldo, yeah, two thousand and one, two thousand two, and then they bought Ronaldo." And a few years before that, he was playing an attacking midfield and he had a really good season and they bought Zidane. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you just don't stand a chance, then, do you? Yeah. And then and then the season after, sorry, sorry, Zidane, then Ronaldo, and the season afterwards, he... He played wing, didn't he? Right yeah, he wing. Play, he played right wing, played really, really well. And then they bought Beckham, who was, who, like, <coughs> uh, I mean, Beckham is, Beckham was, oh, oh. I've lost my idea. Uh, I haven't lost my head. But Beckham was obviously extremely ta- ex- is extremely talented, and and I, I personally would probably say he was a better player than Guti. But some would argue there's sort of a fag paper in between the two of them. But the Beckham Beckham start Beckham started because he's a brand. He is a brand, and he and he came with so much um, corporate. That's you can't not, you can't yeah. not you cannot not play him. He will earn the club back. Millions and millions and millions through advertisement, through shirt sales, yeah. etc. You can't not play him. So I do feel, I do really feel for him because I think they are, they are. Beckham is Beckham is not as good as Zidane and Ronaldo. Let's have that absolutely right. Zidane and Ronaldo are probably are within the top three in their positions ever at what they did. Within within each of their positions, they're within the top three, and you would even argue they're the top one. Well, what I was going to say, yeah, depending on who you ask. I mean, uh, if you ask me, who I thought the best ever out and out striker centre forward was of all time it is 100% Ronaldo and and I don't think many people would disagree with that I think Zidane again is someone that I think most people would say is number one so it's not like he's they're they're levels and levels and levels above and that is where I feel I I really feel for the bloke but how annoying must that be how annoying must so you're told from a young age mate you're unbelievable and I don't doubt this for a second because the thing is you don't get to that level without so if, and the common theme with Gooty is, oh, he's lazy. He does all this off the pitch. He's a bit of a, you know, a bit of a playboy, whatever. And like, we'll talk about his lifestyle and things like that. But I'm sorry, you don't get to play for Real Madrid unless you work your nuts off. And also, he's been there for the the other thing is he's been there for 15 years and he played over 500 times for them. That's a lot. He's out. Yeah. He's outlasted all of those other players. Yeah. He outlasted Ronaldo, he outlasted Zidane, he outlasted Beckham. But is that because but is that because his contract situation was comfortable there? Or is it because he just enjoyed playing? Uh, if you if Real Madrid don't want you, you're gone. 
that I, if Real that Madrid, I agree if, with. Uh, maybe not now as much with like obviously Bale, the Bale thing happened where Bale has stuck around for a couple of years. But if Real Madrid don't want you, you are gone. So Real Madrid want you. And he was vice captain for like nine years. Yeah. He was vice captain for so long. So he obviously the 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 thing that he's lethargic and lazy. He wasn't particularly liked by the press. He divided opinion. Part of it, part of it may be true. And he, yes, he he loved a sesh. He did love a sesh. There's, there's no denying that. But you cannot be. You wouldn't be a negative influence in a dressing room, and not want. And so he he's obviously a positive influence in the dressing room. Is what I'm saying. He was wanted by the club. He's vice captain for nine years. So the the smear against his personality to me, it doesn't it doesn't fit. It doesn't sit well with me. I don't agree with it. Can I be perfectly honest? Yeah. I don't give a flying fig. Ooh. Right. Is that an Irish accent of fuck or just the word fig? A flying fig. <laughs> don't give a flying fig. <laughs> I don't give a flying fig what players get up to outside of the club, okay? Um, or outside of football, sorry. I just think, it, you know, he's an adult. If he wants to go out, yeah, and he wants to go and drink and get drunk, he can do what he likes. As long as he's not doing anything that I feel like, you know, what you've got to remember is a lot of kids watch the game. A lot of kids would have looked up to him and sort of, you know, Gooty's my favourite Yeah, player. but kids shouldn't be in nightclubs because if there are kids who are in nightclubs <laughs> watching them get pissed and the bouncers aren't doing their job properly, <laughs> are they? Do you know what I mean? No. But my, my so the point I'm trying to make is this: if you do all that outside of football, no problem, all right. But when you're on football pitch and when you're training, all right, it's your, it's his job. It's his, it's his. That was that was my job. Yeah, <laughs> I just smash into somebody to make me feel better. Exactly, it's his job, and so I think you have to, if you're going to be a consummate professional, and if you're going to, you know. He's dedicated such a big portion of his life. Just work hard. And I think he I think he so this is where the theme does sort of change a little bit. He did. He th- he did work hard, but he hated it. He hated it. He came out and said he hated doing the work for all the stars. He was sort of the he was sort of a water carrier in a side and Guti is never a water carrier. And I'm sorry that technically the man is an absolute joke. Right, he technical is, level, technical level. He's, different. he's unbelievable. He is I I sat my wife down and we <laughs> right, this is no joke. I sat my wife down and I put on a video, best gooty skills assist goals, and I was like, You sit there, love, and you get your pen and paper out because you are about to see a fucking show. I nearly charged her entry. I was like, he, he is uh, she was she was like, What are you doing? I was watching, I was like, Oh, oh just every time something's happening because he is a joke. His his the thing that he does loads I don't even know how to. It's, it's an impossible thing to describe without you seeing my hand movement at the moment. But it's. <laughs> but it's I think I know what you're going to say. It's. Let's say he's taking the ball and his his body is facing out towards like the towards towards like like, like the, the byline. So as in as if he's going up for a throw, it's the pass literally directly to his like like a straight like a disguised through ball directly to his left that he just takes out about six players and he does it about it, he honestly does it about a million times. And I think a lot of what you... Uh, his numbers do not show how good he was because there are so many times where he plays a ball out to someone on the right-hand side, left-hand side, whatever, who then just has the easiest square ball for an open goal for a finish. And it feels like he's... Uh, I, I don't want to go too XG, but I feel like if, if we looked into his... Because um, I don't want to do it because it's tragic. But if I looked into his assist for his assists, do you know what I mean? The assist to the assist, yeah. he would have shit loads more. And do you know, he, do you know who loads of his goals were for? Rubinho. Him and Rubinho together. Yeah. Party animals. Well, Rubinho was unbelievable as well um, before he obviously made the switch to the Premier League. But 
and I think that's a really interesting point you bring up. And do you know what? When I was watching some of his videos, one of the people that I would compare him to and some of the passes that I would see him play, because a lot of people sort of see him as a little bit of a, more of a, a ball carrier, but actually he was probably a little bit of the opposite. He's yeah. actually very, very good at being able to manoeuvre the ball along the floor, in the air. He had a great range of passing. But I looked at him and I was like, do you know, he plays really similar um, like through balls and sort of cross field passes to Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. They've always got like an element of shape on it that takes it away from the defender at the right point and then comes back in to meet the attacker at the right yeah. point. It's just like, it's amazing control. Yeah, it is. He is, uh, uh, I'm, I l- oh, he is a joy. He is a genuine joy to watch. This, I feel like we're on a similar thing to the Raquel May thing now where it, it's difficult. Because his career is his career, because his career is not nomadic. It's hard to talk about. But yeah, I mean, we can we, we, can, let, we can take it from the top a little bit. I mean, look, he makes his debut in 1995. I think in in December, so part way through the season, makes his yeah. first team debut for Real Madrid. Yeah. Um, I think it was a game they were playing Sev- Sevilla. Yeah. Um, I think they won four one. Um, and he made nine appearances in the whole in the whole se- in the rest of that season, and he managed to score a goal, which is pretty good. Yeah, good you know, stuff. he would have been he would have been quite young. I'm not sure how old he was on his debut. Uh, so ninety five. He's forty five now. So what's twenty two? Take away twenty seven. Forty five. Eighteen. Eighteen. Right. So yeah, young a young lad, and he's managed to score a goal in La Liga, which is great. Um, then to be honest, it sort of jumps forward a little bit. And his, his his career starts really. He starts actually becoming a proper player. Nineteen ninety nine is when he starts sort of yeah. getting in that squad a lot more. Do you know who the manager was? Um, ninety nine. If you get this, if you get this, I'll give you a high five. Um, I can give you a clue. We spoke about him before. We spoke about him when we spoke about Rivaldo, I believe. Oh God, what is his name? Um, but no. I don't know why I want to say Luis Aragonés, no, but it's, it's not. It's um, John Toshak. John T- John Toshak was his manager in 1999, and I think he was the one Fuck. that first started. I knew that as well. So I need to burp, but I'm going to hold it in. He was the one that first started sort of unlocking that ki- unlocking that lock, if yeah. you want to say. he. So he start, first started coming to prominence and playing quite a bit. Mm. And I think that era is an era of... Um, would have been, a, oh, I suppose, a good time for him to come through because it was not an era of uncertainty, but it's a time when Real Madrid aren't quite as dominating then as they were because this is the era where um, Florentino Perez is sort of looking to buy the club. Yeah. So presidency is up. Yeah. So if they're not playing as well as they probably were before, obviously yeah. they're still in and around, but the pressure's not on as much, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because... You say though all all, att- all attention all attention at that point in the Spanish media would have been on who's going to be the president and are we going to buy Figo, if because th- this is the time where Figo's Ooh, coming in. Figo. So, but, but but there's no way that Guti coming through would be news. But mm. are we going to buy Figo? Is because w- it was a headline for months and months and months. And mate, 1999 was like you said when he was properly starting to come through. For yeah. mate, but it was a it wasn't a great season for him. Well, no. it was a, it wasn't a great start to the yeah. season for him. Um, so basically, at that point, Sador, like you said, um, we're looking at presidency changes, but also Clarence Sador had left. So he left. Oh no. He left a massive, massive hole in midfield, and 
a young Guti was basically tasked with the responsibility of replacing Clarence Seydorf. Yeah, so that's a horror task. Well, yeah, because he, tell me one thing that Clarence Seydorf doesn't do well. Um, um, do you know what I was going to say then? Have long hair. But he had long hair for quite a bit. He did have long hair. Well, he had long hair when he played for Real Madrid. Yeah. Now, but he used to have he used to have uh, long hair. I'd love to see you say that to his face. Absolutely not. He'd eat me alive. Yeah. So so animal. <laughs> to be fair, I've gone for two slaps so far. This Andrew Tate, and Clarence <laughs> Sadov. And honestly, reckon if I reckon if Andrew Tate and Clarence Sadov had thirty seconds with me, my skull would be physically caved in. Yeah. And you'd be singing at my funeral. And you deserve it. I, yeah. I, I what? Would I, I sing at your funeral? Yeah. You'd be singing. What would I sing? Um, what would you sing? Uh, bu- 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 um, find the nine toes. That's not me singing, that's Josh singing. Yeah, that's me. No, that's um, you. Um, but it's just an instrumental. You'd have to sing the whole instrumental. I forgot where we were now. Cause you, wh- what you, Clarence Sadoff. He replaced Clarence Sadoff. Um, essentially, he was tasked yeah. with that job. Um, and I think, I think it was the first... I think I don't know if it was the first home fixture of the season or it was an early home fixture in the season. Um, I think they played Real Sociedad, and I can't remember who the player was on the floor, but he just lost his head and booted him. Fucking see you later. Literally, just full on, Oof. full on Scorpion Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Get over here! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Did you did you uh, a bit off topic? Do you used to fancy Nina when you played Tekken? But Nina, did, you? Nina, oh Nina, the one who was cryogenically frozen. Yeah, man. Yeah, she was. Nina she was, was a bit of alright. Six, Six-year-old me, she was a little bit of me. Do like you remember Nina. she had a um? If when you completed the game eight times, um, you'd uh, and you would unlock her. There was like she had like a a, a rival hot female character who was called Anna. No, I don't remember Yeah, that. She, yeah she oh, wore a green fuck. dress. And I was always a little bit torn. I was like, Nina or Anna? Nina. Yeah, it probably is Nina, isn't it? I don't even know what yeah. Anna looks like, but shout out Nina. Or the bear. <laughs> or Puma. De- or <laughs> Devil Jin. <laughs> Do you remember Jack? Do you remember Gun Jack. Gun Jack, <laughs> when he used to win, and then his, he would literally <laughs> shoot into space. <laughs> <laughs> yes! He's <laughs> off, mate. Right, sorry, this is nonsense again. So, yeah, he, he was sent off in, in that fixture against Sociedad, and basically, yeah, he booted a player that was on the ground. Um, and actually... Don't condone that. No, of course we don't condone that. But um, I believe he was sent off eight times in his league career alone. Naughty boy. Eight times. Mate. That's a lot of times. Granite Xhaka would be proud of those numbers. Yeah, he would be. Um, so yeah, a little bit of a disciplinary issue maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just thought I'd bring that up because you said 99 was a season that he was obviously, you know, coming through, but it wasn't a great start. So I had a look at, I started looking because I don't, I I don't think there's actually much value in going through it season by season because some of it, some of, some of his seasons, if we're being frank, are poor and almost pointless. Not pointless, but it's important for us to discuss. And I don't think they're just poor for him. I think they're just poor for, I just don't think Real Madrid. So I I sort of had a look and his, his peak seasons, I would say were 2000 to 2001, 2002 to 2003. And then from his period from 2006 to 2008, he was he was um, he was outstanding. Just on 2000 to 2001, yeah. just to interrupt you, yeah, just to cut you off. Um, he actually played a little bit more as a striker in that year. Yeah, he was because um, was it Morientes? That was pre-Ronaldo, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah when Morientes Morientes was, was injured a lot. Yeah. 
So he yeah he scored fourteen times in that season. Yeah, which which, which is uh, was it? Th- oh yeah, was was it? I thought it was eighteen all comps, fourteen in the league. Fourteen league. Yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah, fourteen league. Sorry, just as I said eighteen earlier. I just wanted to prove to everyone that I am. No, it's fourteen league. No, you're right, Josh. You're right. So um he so when he um when he two thousand so uh, we'll we'll start so two thousand two thousand one he's playing as a striker two thousand two two thousand three. Beckham's going to come in afterwards and like obviously in between Ronaldo yeah. comes in but he's starting to get that role a little bit more he's playing sort of he's playing in the midfield but I think that this is where this is where I think when we talk about how much we think he's worth now we're going to we, our opinions are going to differ a bit because he is born to play in a three in midfield and Real Madrid never play a three in midfield at that point no. it was 4-4-2 four, four, yeah and that's and that that to me is another thing that hurts me when I when I think about him because if he played in a three, if he was in a three now, if he was playing now and he was in a three, in fact, I'm not going to carry on that. So I'm not going to finish that sentence. But I said, if he was in a three, then, oh, he he would have he would have been playing. He would have got so many more games. He'd have played so much more for Spain if four three three as a thing was a concept then, like it is now. Okay, so could you imagine? He just does. He doesn't work hard enough to play. He doesn't. He do, the the fact of the matter is, he doesn't work hard enough to play in a two. So what what you could have is you could have let's take it sort of modern day let's look at it modern day you'd have Casemiro sitting and Ooh. he would replace Cruz or Modric who would he replace? That's a tough question, isn't it? Yeah, because Casemiro is not a Real Madrid, so I would I would sit Guti at the f- at the back of the diamond play Guti Cruz Modric. Could you imagine? Uh, uh, you you play Guti sitting? No defending whatsoever. Not a single. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, so don't want to defend. Mate, could you imagine? Mate, could you imagine trying to get those ball uh, the ball off those three? It'd be like trying to find a golden ticket for Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. You are not getting it. It would be lost forever. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I would play Guti. I would play Guti at the back of that three. Honestly, mm, I don't know about that. I would love. He, mate, he could play. Mate, he's six foot one. He's six foot one. He, he was a big boy, wasn't he? he actually, fucking, he fucking loved to tackle. I'm not joking. He yeah. loved to tackle. I think because you think of a six foot one gorgeous player who's got intricate football. By the way, he is absolutely gorgeous as well. I think you think of an intricate player that is six foot one. You just think that he's going to be like, oh, like a little cute, like a little cute little midfield that's pass around. Fuck that. He is fucking no. getting in those tackles, boy. He, he, I reckon he could play the same. But I also, th- I also think that was more of the football of the time as well. I think yeah. you had to do that a little bit more. I think he, I, I, honest, I think if I think if Cruz and Modric were a bit younger, he could play the sitter. Because uh, I don't think Real Madrid could play. I don't think Real Madrid could play a because he was he was actually quite quick to be fair. But I don't think no, Real he wasn't Madrid, slow. No. no, but I don't think Real Madrid could play a slow sitter in that midfield. Now I think no. I almost think the, the bit off topic, but I think Casemiro going now is the best time for him to go because Cruz and Modric are yeah. getting will naturally get a bit leggier. I know they don't look it, but they just will. No. But I agree. I agree with what you're saying in terms of he was born to play in a midfield three. Yeah, he I was. think I think you're right. Too much responsibility in a midfield two. There is too much legwork to do, and you've got to be very, very. Not that he wasn't dynamic. Of course, he was dy- like he was, and like you said, he was quite athletic. He was a big guy, but it wasn't really particularly what he was passionate about um, in his sort of footballing style. No, he liked he. Not not to the extent of a Raquel May, I don't think, but I think he he liked the the pretty side of the game. He liked to create, didn't he? But yeah. He, but again, I I do think he could go he could he could go up and down and go both ways. Yeah. Um. So I know we're we're jumping around a little bit, but I just want to talk about what I said about earlier. We were talking about what people thought of him, and I that when I read through, I I read through a massive article about him. It was really interesting, and it said that the the Ramon Calderon sentence. The, the sentiment of he is the eternal promise yeah almost feels like it was too much of a burden for him and when you actually look back at the managers that he that he had 
and the people that he fell out with and the people he had good relationships with. Capello, Capello said he wanted to build his team around him when he came in, but he was just a bit too lethargic. He hated Juan de Ramos. And God knows how Juan de Ramos... I think Juan de Ramos got the Real Madrid job after his job at Spurs, or it was the other way around, which is mm. baffling. It would have been after, I'm pretty sure. He, he hated Juan de Ramos. He hated... We didn't hate, but he didn't get on particularly well with Capello. Manuel Pellegrini didn't particularly like him as well. It's and uh, and it's yeah, but it's a bit of a common theme there, isn't it? There Josh? is yeah, there is a common theme. There is a common theme, but I think and this is why I think part of me, part of, a big part of me feels really sorry for him, but then a big part of me doesn't feel sorry for him. Yeah, because look, as a player, your job is to carry out the demands of your manager. Yeah. Okay, and if you don't believe in what that manager is telling you, or if you don't believe that that plays to your strengths, and you verbalise that to your manager, and they still disagree, well then maybe it's time to do something different. Yeah, he had. Um, I I always never know how to pronounce his name. Bernd Schruder. Bernd Schruder. Bernd Schruder. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was a manager towards the end. A uh, Schuster. Schuster. Bernd Schuster. He's a manager towards the end of his career, and he got on really, really well with him. And that was in the 2007-2008 season. And you think maybe he's grown up quite a bit then. Yeah. He got 18 assists that season. That's played, big. Played, That's played, massive. Played a lot. Got wow. 18 assists that season under him. Um, so he's, he, he's what, 2007-2008, he's coming towards the end of his career. He's... Um, not massively old, though, in 2007-2008. Well, he... 32, he, 33? Yeah, 33. We're coming... We're coming to, we're, he's... Getting 18 assists at 32, 33 is, is really, really I mean impressive, isn't it? So he's, he's very sort good. of coming towards the coming towards the end of his Real Madrid career, and he is coming towards the end of his career because he retired sort of three years later. Um, but he he still had it in him. But it just feels like he needed someone to 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 pick to get into his head, to get into his mindset, so he could he could grow and become the player that he should have been. And I. I I might be right or wrong in saying this. I feel like I feel like if he's if he's if he if he played for Barcelona instead of Real Madrid, he would have had a ten times more successful career because Real Madrid went and bought the shiny new thing every time, and I think Barcelona yeah. had a bit more of a trust in the La Masia thing. Is re- it feels like it's way more important for them, and I think if he played for them, I think he would have played a lot more. Could you imagine your midfield options were Guti, Xavi, Iniesta, Busquets? That's the thing. I don't think he starts in that team either. Yeah, because that's yeah. Busquets is way too late in his career. But yeah. I think if there was Xavi and Iniesta, Guti, oof, mm. mate. Uh, you know what I said about Cruz and um, Modric about not being able to find the ball. Then try to fuck me. Try find the ball with those three. Well, yeah, you've got no chance. He was because yeah, absolutely no chance. Um, and it's interesting you say about the older he got, the sort of more maturity he yeah. gained and things like that. And actually, I think just a just a really pivotal point I think in his career was two thousand six two thousand seven season. Um, Zidane's retired. See you later. So Zidane retired. Was Zidane retired young? He was like 31, 32. Yeah, he, he retired obviously after the 2006 World Cup where he bowed out in disgrace. Bon anniversary. Um, yeah. And so um, when Zidane retired, Guti was then like the go-to man. Yeah. Um, and then he basically just stepped right into the sort of playmaker role um, where he actually really, really thrived um, and essentially contribute to so many of Real Madrid's goals that season so that actually leads in ties in quite nicely with what you were saying in the 2008 season I think it all kind of derives from that he's been given that responsibility now and so with responsibility you have to mature a little bit absolutely and I think that the the what what we can do is talk about how we feel about it but what you should do once you finish listening to this is just go and spend like 
Honestly, eight minutes watching watch type in on YouTube Gooty goals, skills, assist. Is I don't think there is a better case for a highlights real player yeah, than Gooty. No, I that that is yeah. that's a perfect shout. There isn't. And there's to me it's a it's I actually think that sometimes like like we spoke about before, highlights reels make you look that good or can make you look like like we said, Olivier Giroud before is a top player. He's a good player, but he looks like he's probably the best player ever. If you watch, his oh highlights yeah, if you reel. watch his highlights, and and yeah. But I I think for Guti, I think I watch a hi- I watch his highlights reel. I read everything about him, and I think, fuck, he actually was that good. He was just at not the wrong club, but around the r- the 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 transfer policy of getting people in. I think almost. Like quashes how what could have been an absolutely outstanding career. It's still an amazing career, mm. but I still. I, mate, but then I think. I think so. But then I think. I think why he's oh, paid. Five, I don't know about he's, that. Mate, he is, mate, he's played five hundred times for him. He would go and slot in anywhere. He would. Pl- he play centre back if he had to play centre back. He played yeah. Up, he played up front. He played. He played in attacking midfield, holding midfield, centre midfield. He played everywhere for them. So is he no, just like a better dirt cow? <laughs> He's he's in yeah. In fact, scrapple this. He's in the same bracket as Dirt Cow, <laughs> John O'Shea. <laughs> I knew you'd hate the Dirt Cow thing. Oh, fucking that that I fucking oh I hate Dirt Cow. Um, <laughs> prick. Um, sorry. Actually, no, Dirk. You're you're not a prick. You you're a nice guy. But I, I get what you're that. saying. But then, and to an extent, I really do agree with you that he was almost he was his talent was almost suppressed at the expense of other people that were coming in however there is also always a part of me that just sort of thinks if you were really that good you would still you would still come through and you would gonna, still he's not be, be better than Zidane he's not going to be better than Ronaldo well and this is they're what the I mean, best, yeah. they're the best of the best he's not going to be better than them and the way that Real Madrid work is they buy the at that point they buy the big new shiny thing and they play him for two but seasons it's not just a shiny thing though but is you know it? what I mean it's they're a shiny better fuck thing him off. Van de Vaart Van de Vaart comes in don't rate him fuck off see you later Iron Robin comes in two, two three seasons don't rate him see you later Robinho comes in plays well see you later that's how Real Madrid work so what that tells me is the talent that this man has considering their policy at the time is he is different level he's not the top 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 level but he is a He's that that little level underneath. Right. Let me. But you, once upon a time, we were on the golf course, and you shared something. You shared a really interesting point of view with me, and a really interesting insight with me. So, and it, I think it, I think this could be true of Gooty. It could not be true of Gooty. I don't know, but I just want to put it to you. Okay. Right. Jared Piquet. Right. Yeah. One of the most, if not the most decorated centre back in Barcelona's history. Yeah. Okay. Without shadow of a doubt. Okay. He's clearly gifted. He's clearly a good player because otherwise you you don't have a successful team without a, a successful centre-back. Yeah. Agree with that, yeah? Yeah, 100%. And you said something really interesting to me and it was on the eighth hole of... <laughs> it was on the eighth hole of um, a golf course that we, we used to play at a lot, okay? And you said, if Jared Pico is that good, why does no one come in? Why are there never any rumours about people buying him? And why are there never any rumours about people that are interested in transferring him? There's got to be something yeah. about him. So I would I would then say, and so if you're Jared Piquet, okay, and you're playing for Barcelona and you're starting every game, okay, and you get a you get a transfer offer from, let's say, for example, Man United, okay? Yeah. And they offer you double your wages, whatever, to come and play. I think you'd probably go, yeah. But no one's come in for him, so yeah. 
is this a similar situation in the sense that, yes, Guti did play over 500 times for Real Madrid, and yes, he was a very loyal player, and yes, he could slot in anywhere, but is that because no one came in for him? Yeah. I think the Gerard Pico thing, I think, I, I still... Maybe the factor of it is because he is so Barcelona through and through that people won't touch him in hindsight. But again, I do think that's a hollow. I, I think that's a hollow argument because I think of like Giorgio Chiellini. Giorgio Chiellini, at four, five, six different points in his career, will have what has been linked with Real Madrid, has been linked with Chelsea, has been linked with Man United. So I don't think it's the the link doesn't mean that it's going to happen because I don't think Chiellini would have gone in the same way I don't think PK would have gone and in the same no, way No, but the links didn't happen with PK yeah, and uh, they didn't really happen, happen with, with Guti. Guti. Yeah, and it maybe maybe it's I think one there of those was a very short tenuous link to AC Milan. Maybe that maybe it's again it's one of those things where you feel that someone is so untouchable because maybe I'm contradicting myself here, but the only person who ever got linked with Skulls for example was into Milan. Has only they uh, they they said we want to bid for him and they said we'll give you a check but whatever you want and he said he's not leaving that was the end of the discussion yeah and I think maybe Guti could have been in that same camp it's a it's a really good point and I, the honesty is I don't know the answer but I I think it's not that I think he would have been linked I think it must be hard for you to be Real Madrid vice captain Mister consistent Real Madrid are never going to want to let him go I don't think I think he would have gone. But I don't think they would ever want to let him go. Why would you? You you've got someone who is mm. happy, who, who is probably un, he's obviously unhappy at not starting. What footballer's happy at not starting? Yeah, of course. But he is content enough to stay vice captain to be what sounds like a good person around the dressing room. I see it slightly differently. I yeah. I I see it slightly differently. Maybe a little bit more cynically. I see a player that Real Madrid have got, and they look at him and go, "Whenever he plays, he is quality, and he's on a very very modest amount of money compared to what we're paying everyone else." If he's happy signing these contracts year in, year out, two-year extension here, three-year extension here, one year here as he gets older, and he's happy with the amount that he's on and he's happy to stay at the club, well, let's keep him as long as he can because he's an asset that isn't depreciating. He's an asset that is not costing us as, uh, as much money as, let's say, for example, Zinedine Zidane would have cost, all right? But he's doing a similar job, maybe just at 5 to 10% less of the output of someone like Zidane or Ronaldo, yeah, and right. I think they would see him like that, but he's not going to cost them only 5 to 10% less than Zidane or Ronaldo. He's probably going to cost them 30 to 40% less. Yeah, that's fair. If Ronaldo's on 250 grand a week, Guti's probably on about 80 to 100. Yeah, uh, No, that's fair. Yeah, and I think it's that, but this is all up for debate. Of this course, is, yeah, and, and I don't know what he was paid. And this, yeah, and, yeah. This is, and this is why I love it as well because it's a debate that we will never get an answer to. Yeah, because he because he's long retired. He could he could have been on. He could, every time he got a contract, I don't know the ins and outs of his contracts. Every time he got a contract renewed, by the end of his career, he could have been on four million quid a week. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just um, an assumption. And it? and he might genuinely be what you say, like Real Madrid's go-to guy when yeah. they needed to get out of trouble. But I would I would look at it from my my point of view would be maybe actually he's good enough to be in the side when when he's needed um and he doesn't cost that much money it yeah. would be more expensive to get a replacement for him if that makes sense yeah that's fair i think all those fair right i just want to because i think we're coming close to the point where we're going to finish on him i yeah, just want to i, I, I just want to so, read yeah. i want to read a few quotes from you and i want to talk about you love I doing talk this, about, I to, yeah and i want to talk about two moments that we that we haven't spoken about so the um and I'm going to read what some players about said to you about him. Sergio Ramos said he is unique. As a footballer, he is unique. Okay. Member of the Real Madrid board. Where have I written this? I've written it down somewhere. Jorge Baldano, fantastic accent from me, said there are no Gooties <coughs> in modern football, and that is a backward step. 
there are no Gooties in modern football. Ronaldo, Ronaldo said... Real Ronaldo. Re- <sighs> yeah, n- not fat Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> fat real Ronaldo. <laughs> fat, real, <laughs> fat real Ronaldo said he is the squad's finest talent when he was there. Wow. Bear in mind who's there with him. He's the squad's finest talent. And um, there was a some, there was a, a a writer who worked for Madrid. I can't remember his name. He said, "If you had Raúl's work ethic and Guti's talent, you would have the perfect footballer. You would have the perfect footballer." And I think to me that says that says everything I need to know. That says everything I need to know about him. Player, I, we've said it before on the podcast, haven't we? I do feel like player testimonies are some of the strongest, um, are some of the strongest adverts. For players, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Because their players are the ones that are in training every day, and they are the ones that see everything how it should be seen, and they're the ones that know. You know, you can't hide it when you're in a training ground no, with Ronaldo and Zinedine Zidane. There are some. There are some lads that are absolutely unbelievable in training and dog shit in games, but also vice versa. Yeah, trained like they Apparently, Carlos Tevez was an awful trainer. He was quality yeah. in games. Aguero apparently awful trainer, quality in games. Um. I think that changed later in his career, though. Yeah, probably. I think Once Guardiola probably yeah, yeah. knocked that out of him a bit. Um, and I think the the because we haven't we've spoken about the things that the last two things I need to talk about are the back heel to Zidane and yeah. the back heel to Benzema. Men- I thought you were going to talk about his goal against. Oh, his goal right. His goal Valencia? against no Villarreal. Oh, his Villarreal, goal against Villarreal it. is incredible, and we will put it up on the socials. If it's not on there already by the time this is out, it will be up there shortly. But his back heels, his back heel to Benzema, and his back his back heel to Benzema is incredible because it's so smart. He, he could have scored. He does his back heel. It's genius. It's a great finish. Benzema is laughing, laughing. It's an unbelievable finish. But the back heel to Zidane. He beat six players, I think. Is his five or six players with one back heel? It could be. It could be the greatest assist of all time. I, I'm, I, I'm going to say it. I'm putting it out there. It could genuinely be the greatest assist of all time. I think it is incredible. Mate, it's, it's just... It's just fucking outrageous, it's isn't ge- it? It's, it's pure, unrivaled genius. Well, it's outrageous. Like, imagine having the audacity to play that pass. What a, what a man. Like, and imagine having the audacity to play that pass... In your Saturday team, right? Mate, I, mate I, I'm not. I was kick. I, honestly, I was kicking and heading yesterday. I, I don't think I played a pass yesterday, so I couldn't. But then, what I'm saying is, then times that by 100 million. That's the level he's doing that. Yeah, at. it's absolutely. Uh, he's isn't it? like beating five or six players with a back heel. Can't even see where the ball's going. He just knows yeah. where it's going to go, and he knows who it's going to fall to. Yeah, it's incredible. It is out. It's. I don't think there's a better word for it other than it is outrageous. Yeah. yeah. And I think we'll let right. Let's let's finish on that because I, I absolutely adore this man. I love. Him Do you know what? Pieces. Do you know what? What? The more we've spoken about him today, the more you like. The him. more I like him. Yeah. The, we have we have kind of decided to leave out the bits where he gets slagged off by the papers regularly because he loves a night out. We've kind of mentioned it, kind of not. But let's forget all of that shit. Let's forget yeah. all that. Let's let's focus on the man. The man. The fucking genius. I love him so much. What a player, Gooty. Q Josh wearing a wearing a fucking thin headband to his next Saturday <laughs> game, and wearing little wearing some F50s, <laughs> and changing my last name to Gooty. <laughs> I just I just got this picture of him in my head. Do you remember the F50 tunics? Oh, I'm fairly sure he, he no, wore he, those. No, Pumas. He was Pumas. Puma. Mate. He had, had yeah. Umbros and Pumas. Puma. Imagine I remember. Getting, imagine. Oh, you can't be that technical. They weren't Kings though. Were yeah, they, they were. Were they? Yeah, but the you know the the quick ones had the really small strap on the left. That's the one. They, that's they the were the original ones, and they were the quick ones. Yeah, the I quick ones. I thought they were F fifty tunics. He had but no, umbro- right. he had umbros as well, mate. You can't be that good in umbros. So can't tell you. 
Messa fuori, c'è Pirlo, 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 ancora Pirlo, di tacco, tiro, gol! Right, let's go through let's go through the key parts that we need to go through them. Overrated or underrated? If you'd asked me at the start of the podcast, I would have said overrated. I don't think he's underrated. I think he's rated exactly where he should be. You are so fucking... You are the most fancy... That's not fancy. Yes, it is. That's not Underrated or overrated? Uh, rated. Right, fine. Overrated. Well, there you go. Then. Well, that, well you no, I'm glad you said it, though. I'm yeah. glad you said it. I no, think, yeah, overrated. I think he's absolutely disgustingly and criminally underrated. Mm. I think he's, I think he's, I think he is, it's a shambles how underrated But that when you is. say that, and when we spoke about him now, it's just like, mm, I, think he's, I don't I, I, know. I think he's a, I, and I think this, the next question is the one I'm more excited to hear what you want to say. He's such a divisive player because I, I want to love him, but I find it so hard. Right, no, I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind. Well done, yes! I think underrated. I Good. think you're right. I think you're right. He is underrated. Good. Having gone through his career, and I think what the people that he's had to displace, I think, yeah, underrated. Yes. Right. Sorry, everyone at home. Next one. How much would he be worth and where would he go to? He is a player that will command a serious fee. Good. Because of... Yes. Because of the flair. And I think... I think if he was to leave the sort of snake pit of talent in Real Madrid... Ooh, the snake pit of talent. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you can't see... Obviously My you can't cycling see jersey is so <laughs> far up. Have you seen how far up it is at the moment? You can't see this. Lewis is doing this creepy thing with his hand. Ooh, the snake pit of talent. Oh, I've got to pull this shirt. Sounds like, sounds like something like a Harry Potter film. Um, if he was to leave that talent ball in Real Madrid and go to pretty much any other club other than maybe Barcelona or maybe AC Milan at the time, he would be the boy. He would be but the guy. But we're talking now. So we're talking now. Right, we're talking right now. Yeah. Right, okay. So he's at the peak of his powers. He needs to go to a club. Um, it's got to be a club that's got money. It's got to be a club where I think he's going to play. He's 25. He's 25. I think he's... Uh, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> you are making some of the... <gasps> FC Bayern München. Oh yeah, yeah. I reckon seventy million. Okay. FC Bayern München. Okay. I could see him running the show yeah, in that midfield yeah, and would. just absolutely blazing it through. Blazing, Bla- blazing it through for Mane. Yeah. He's blazing it through yeah. the bar. <laughs> Your voice went so weird. Though. He's blazing it through. He's blazing it. I can see him. I can see him playing. Um, playing balls to all of those players that and Leroy Sane just uh, you know quick wingers where he could just lay the ball off and just go here fucking go and catch that see you later sort it out yeah no, Kingsley Coman still playing for them yeah oh I fucking love him player mate mate player I saw him the other day wearing um a pair of the remake R9s oh unreal boots mate. what a boot um, um, but yeah, I can I can see him in a team where he can just run the show in midfield. He's got quick, skillful players in front of him, and he'll just play them in all day long. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, FC Bayern München, seventy million euro. Yeah, fair. Mine would be PSG for eighty-five. I think PSG. I think he's he is a PSG shot. He's a PSG shining. I don't <laughs> know why I keep going Dutch every time. <laughs> he's a PSG signing because he's a uh, he is a. A big shiny thing. Yeah, you he is a I mean? shiny thing. He's yeah. a shiny thing, and I think that that PSG would love that. And also, 
That mid, mate, could you imagine that midfield with fucking Ver- Could you imagine Verratti and Guti next to each other? Verratti feels like he's been around for 150 and decades. He's like, and he's like 28 or something. He's not it's as old mad. as he um, Yeah, I think that would be the one for me. I think he's criminally underrated. I think he would play there. It would be, I, if I could if I could restart his career, I'd put him at Barcelona and he'd be, an, I honestly think he'd be close to those group of players that me and you don't want to touch because they're so good. Like what, Iniesta, Xavi and Busquets? W- yeah. Maybe yeah, not Busquets. No, I think Busquets has got to be so in there. I. Yeah. He's but so good. I think, there's a pl- I think there are players that me and you will never do podcasts about. Like, Well, we, well not, let's never say never, but regularly we're not going to do about our, like Ronaldo, as in real Ronaldo. Maybe we're not Christmas gonna do, special. Maybe Christmas special. But we're maybe not going to do about special. Zidane yeah. because we, everyone knows how good they are. Right. Ready for some questions? Oh, here we Right, yeah. Here we go. Josh's stupid questions. Class questions. Right. So Quest- hold on a minute. Sorry, PSG eighty-five million. You yeah, said, and he's criminally underrated. Criminally underrated. Right. Cool. Right. Here we go. I don't know how that's going to affect the questions. No, I just wanted to clear because I couldn't remember. I know you said PSG, but I couldn't remember the transfer. The You're transfer thinking about thing. your stupid little bike, weren't you? Oh, I actually don't want to say that. <laughs> Fuck that off. Just get it's cold. Get an Ubu. Right. Question number one: Who has more international caps, Guti or Santi Carzola? Right. Guti's got thirteen. So I think. Mm. Santi Cazorla didn't really play that much for Spain either. Um, because you've asked the question, I no, I'm going to say Guti's got more international caps. Right, I'm going to tell you two things. No, you're wrong. And two, you're fucking miles off with your shout about Cazorla. Cazorla's got 81 Spain caps. I know. I could not believe that when I looked it up. 81 Spain caps. Are you serious? Mate, I couldn't believe it. I literally was like, I right. I like played like 10 times. I, ru- I wrote these questions and I was like, I'm good. In fact, I'm going to double check and I'll check if I'm right or wrong. 81 Because so I, wrote, I wrote these questions and was like, oh, I'll pick someone that probably hasn't Spain played for Spain too much, but was really, really talented. And I picked Santi, Santi Carzola. Mate, 81 caps. 81 caps. How many goals has he scored? 15 goals and 18. He scored more goals than Guti has appearances for Spain. That is fucking mental, isn't it? I had no... Obviously, I know Santi Cazorla's unbelievable. He's one of my favourite Arsenal players of all time. Yeah. But I had no idea. he. How... That's mad, isn't it? How was he... Who's he... Who is he going to be displacing from that don't team? Know. I don't. Let's let's not go through that because no. we, we've talked yeah, long no, enough. No, I agree. But, yeah, but, but that is that's a that's a conversation. That's for another genuinely point. blowing my mind. Let's like, talk about it next. Next pod, we'll talk about Carzola. Well, not for him. The yeah, pod, yeah, yeah. But we're not ruining our release like that. Um, right, next one. Wh- whilst having an argument with Manuel Pellegrini, Pellegrini told Guti to start running more, um, and he said, "If you don't want me to, take me off." And then Pellegrini said, "I will take you off." And he said, "Fuck right off, you." I'm not going to say the c word on here. He said, fuck right off, you C-word. He said that to Pellegrini? Yeah, Guti said that. Could Manuel Pellegrini wind someone up so much? that they could? I don't know. Pellegrini's pretty passive. I'm going to say it's false. It's actually true. Are you serious? Yeah, he told me to fuck right off, you... Mate, if one of my players and I was manager called me the big C-word, mate, you are hooked for life. Dilly dee, dilly dong, you are out of here. Guti once... <laughs> Guti once did a, a press release where he said, "Age thirty, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stop going to clubs, but I won't be going there until six a.m. when I'm 60. God, that's got to be true. He loved a night out. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, he, he loved had a press it, release where he had to claim that he wasn't gonna keep going to clubs till six a.m. until he was 60. He also said he would have loved to have been a rock and roll star. I could see him as a rock and roll star. To be fair, long hair, good looking man, fucking gorgeous. True. Yeah, true again. True, yeah. True again. And this one. 
<laughs> I, I can't even remember right. The Rabona brothers <laughs> reappear. Gooty once had a fight with Ronaldo where he called him a butt tooth nobody. <laughs> he then knocked him out. And then when, when he did, after he knocked him out, he did the people's elbow, as per the rock, removing both of his shin pads. And he threw his shin pads. One of them hit Casillas and the other one hit Thomas Gravenson. <laughs> Then he called him a punk ass bitch. (laughs) Hey yo, Ronaldo, you punk ass bitch. You're about to get people's elbowed. It's gotta be true, surely. False. Imagine that was true. Gutted. The story the tail of the tape. (laughs) The tail of the (laughs) Imagine the tail of the changing rooms. Hey, yo, Ronaldo, you butt-tooth nobody. You about to get people's elbow. <laughs> I just hit my tooth on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you're a butt-tooth nobody <laughs> punk-ass bitch. <laughs> I oh, might start doing the whole things in American accent. <laughs> the tooth I hit as well wasn't even my own tooth. It's not let's, a real tooth. Let's get LeBron. Let's, let's get LeBron. Let's go, LeBron. LeBron times. <laughs> um, um, so that's it. <laughs> mate, to be fair, I think you might have converted me. I love him so much. Yeah. he's my. F- I'm going to say he's my favourite player we've done so far by a country mile. And I think I say that every single time we release a pod. But it will take someone special to beat him. I. There's one person in my head who I know may beat him. Rui um, Costa. No. Rui, Rui Costa's coming nowhere near him. He can fuck right off. <laughs> oh, you can shut your fucking mouth the right only, now. The only player... The only player well, in fact, I'm not going to say him because he may, be, he may be someone we're doing in the next he couple of weeks. He may be someone we do in the next couple of days. <laughs> what the fuck was that? What you sounded like. <laughs> Right, should we do our worst takes or should we just sack it off? Mm-hmm. No, let's do it. All right. Uh, right. Oh, I've got to think of one. You go first. Oh, God, i got to think Did of one. Did I say Julio Baptista last week? Yeah, you said Julio Baptista. That's, that's, that's a pretty bad one for me. I actually can't think of one. I'm really struggling now. Okay. Worst footballing take from me. I feel like all of mine are Arsenal ones because obviously that's... That they're the only people I used got to watch. One. Right, go on, you go. I remember claiming to my friends about four or five years ago that England had made a massive, massive mistake by not getting Scott McTominay in the England squad because he lives in Manchester, but he's obviously plays for Scotland and it, he is born and bred in England. Um, I said it's a massive mistake because he would he would have been and will be our best midfielder, Scott McTominay. Scott McTominay. Scott McTominay. Es Scott McTominay. Es Scott McTominay. The workhorse, not very good. But yeah, it's not the, the worst ball. take. It's a shit take, though. It's terrible. It's a pretty shit take. Miles off it. Um, okay. I'm going to start writing these down before we do this now. Yeah, I was going to say, right, worst footballing take. Okay. Um, 2014 season, um, I stated to a couple of my friends that I was going to university with uh, at the time. I was just about to finish university. Um, we were watching the Hull City... Arsenal FA Cup final. Oh, yeah. Um, I can't remember why. I can't remember how he came up in the conversation. But I, I simply asked the question, name me a better left back in the Premier League than Kieran Gibbs. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> Any left back? Honestly, I loved Kieran Gibbs oh, so much. I can't tell you why. He was garbage. Yeah, he was pretty garbage, to be yeah. fair. Um, went to West Brom, I think. And now he's into Miami. Is he? Yeah, he is. Mate, fair play. He's probably making a fair amount there. Yeah. Right, I think that's a good time. I think, yeah. Josh, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, I've loved that. I love him so much. Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. And hopefully you at home have enjoyed it as well. Before we go as well, if you could, you know, like, if you've got to this far, again, like, thank you so much for getting to this far. If you could five star us, if you thought we were five star, 
don't one star us. Um, if you thought we could have done something better and you want to four star us, don't be a dick. Don't four star us. Just be a five. Just, just give us a five star. star us. Give us some private feedback. Do you know what I mean? We don't need no fucking four stars. How can in people our lives. give us private feedback, Josh? Well, that's a brilliant question. They could go onto our Instagram at matehgw. Um, they could contact us via Twitter at matehgw. Although, I, again, I'm getting terrible with Twitter. I will use it. We've got like ten followers. Yeah. Um, or you can email us at matehg not at matehgw matehgw at outlook dot com, and that is us. That's us. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank um, you. As always, really appreciate it. Um, take care. God bless. Love, Love you. to your family. Love you all so much. Cheers. Tatty bye. bye.